Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. Today we are talking about how bragging shouldn't be taboo, how to make talking about yourself less like icky, and who better to have that conversation with than the amazing Lisa Bragg. It's built right into her name, people. Welcome Lisa to the show. Well, thank you. And talk about amazing right back at you. Thank you. Uh, Tell everybody about your kind of current book of business. What is it that you're doing? I can see. So I'm looking at her. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it as well. Lisa has a book called Bragging Rights right behind her on the video. So check out the video portion of this uh, over on our YouTube channel. But um, tell everybody about kind of the, the type of business that you're doing right now. Yes, I'm really dedicating everything to being a keynote speaker and doing workshops with that and consulting. So those three prongs are my main thing. Nice. Um, I feel really relatively new to it still, but it's been exciting because it's not just me out there talking about it, but it's now inbound too. So I feel like I'm starting to gain some traction. So that's where I am with it and still continuing to do advisory as consulting on the side with all along because my red thread through my content company that I own media face, there's a red thread through that and into this work that nicely dovetails. So it's been working out. I love it. And so just for people who are thinking about writing a book, has the book driven corporate business to you, association business to you? Like what has that produced for you? Oh, it has. So corporate first. And it's it's interesting because I had a bias thinking who was going to be my intended audience. I knew you know who, who would be interested in it when I did my research and that expanded. So I did a lot of research for the book and conducted the world's largest research survey on bragging and self-promotion, which I always <laughs> have to remember to stand in that and own that. Nice. Opened up. So the book, you know, my, my bias was changed because of that, my perspective. And then now that it's available, who is actually buying it and buying it for their teams and bringing me in has expanded again. So I still have my ideal customer in mind, but now it's also, these other people are also really interested in the book and bring me in. So I continue to work a lot with financial services because that's who I've known in the past and they easily bring me in. So that's been a joy. And then other groups are now bringing me in to say, you know, even in financial services, it's their affinity or ERG groups that are bringing me in. And then another thing associated one degree away from that. So it's been really interesting to see who's really coming to the book because it's still relatively new. It's less than six months old. So it's still Mm -hmm. a baby that needs to be nurtured. And along with this new path for me. It needs to be nurtured too. Oh, good. Just for those of you who don't know the term ERG, that's employee resource groups. They often are, they can have some funding for keynote speakers. I have a lot of clients who do a lot of ERG work and I could see anything financial services, like anybody who's kind of in charge of their destiny needs to be unshy about putting themselves out there. So let's talk first about your, define what you mean by bragging rights. Yeah, so bragging means talking about your success with pride 
And I want people to remember that pride also means self-love. So we're talking about ourselves, but it's with the view of how we are of service in the world. And so when I did the research for bragging rights, people said, well, bragging is icky to me. And I had to say, well, why is it icky? And because so many of us mistake the word for self-aggrandizement. And I think the word self-aggrandizement, that's that $5 word that we used to call it journalism. It's too many syllables. And that's what we think of when we think of bragging that, you know, that idea that it's boastful and that I'm better than you or I'm that puffery or that put down or that only one person can win. That's self-aggrandizement. But bragging is really think about it as it's telling the world how you are of service. And that for a lot of people deflates that ickiness that my last name invokes in people. Yeah. Have you ever, I just had a real estate agent come through our house and I had no intention on kind of like signing anything with him. And I didn't, but I thought, okay, when I'm ready after he left, I thought, okay, well, when I'm ready, I felt like he did enough bragging in a non icky way for me, because it would have been easy for me to say, nope, you know, I would, I could have just discounted his business altogether, but he, he showed up incredibly knowledgeable as an expert and he wasn't afraid to tell me what he knew. And that kept building the trust and building the trust and building the trust over our time together. And uh, I think it's really easy for somebody to turn you off. What is it that sometimes you're just like, yeah, I don't want to buy from that person. What term? Self-aggrandizing is a great term. I see it in politicians a lot these days. What do? You, what else? Give me more words that are the opposite of what we're talking about today. Well, I'm just to go back to your example, though. So he was speaking in context, and context really matters. And so all the speakers, all the wealthy speakers, when you're out there talking about you know, your work and the value you bring to the world, you're talking about that often with event planners or your your clients. And so you want to talk about your successes. With your family, however, when you say, I want to be a wealthy speaker, it might not quite connect with them because they yes. see you as Lisa at 13 or 15 or, yes. you know, you're the black sheep or whatever it is. So context yeah. really matters. And if you have yeah. a yacht, then you can stand beside it and say it's your yacht. But when we see people who we know that they don't have that and it's not theirs, that's where we feel that often that influencer doesn't feel quite right because it's not in context I... and they've conflated it. And, you know, yeah. it's we it's from your truth. And if your truth yeah. is you own that yacht or that private plane, good but it has to be within the realm of what people can expect from you. And that's why we need to leave moments along the way. So as you get to being that wealthy speaker and you have that yacht, extremely wealthy speaker, ultra wealthy, uh, you need to show moments along the way for people to come along with you on your journey and not just the massive milestones. So I think that's really important for us, context and moments over milestones. Oh, so much to unpack in what you just (laughs) said. I, I really feel um, when I think about how often I personally miss opportunities and, and I really notice it when people come to me kind of fully cooked, like they've read all the books, they listen to the podcast, like they come to me as fans versus when people come to me who do not know me from Adam. And I'm pretty sure speakers 
have that as well, where people come to them as raving fans to begin with, or you're completely cold. You know, sometimes I think it's nice to be able to let our marketing marketing materials do some of the heavy lifting for us, and then maybe filling in some of the details. Um, I think it's really interesting, though, to really determine what is the purpose behind what you're saying? So let's just talk about intention for a second. Yeah, you have to know where you want to go. You have yeah. to know. And because of that, and that's part of your program, knowing where you want to go, because we can't speak to everyone. So in nowadays, you can't be broadcasting. You have to narrow cast. If you had the budget of Coca-Cola, sure, talk to everyone. But really, the realistic point of it is that most of us really need to talk to maybe that one person. Who's that one person that we need to get into their son? We need to be there. So they're the decision maker. They need to know our name already before we even make the call. Like that makes it so much easier if they've already seen you, heard you, or better yet, someone else is talking about you. And so it's really getting in front of the people, but it's, you can't talk to everyone. There's just not enough of you to go around. You don't actually this is, you don't want that all that work. <laughs> you just can't do it. So who do you really want to serve and who will be the best fit client for you? And that's where you go narrow casting over broadcasting and then keep uh, amplifying your message from there. Love that term narrow casting. And I also love the idea of kind of buttering up your bread, like, like, um, sending somebody or connecting with them on LinkedIn first, maybe popping into their feed every once in a while with some words of wisdom. And then you actually meet with them and they are pre-buttered. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might as well make it warm, make it warm. And it's yeah. so much easier nowadays to make it warm. You know, back in my TV days, it was so hard to get news directors to warm up to you if they weren't in your market because they wouldn't yeah. get to see you. And that's why, you know, you need to know where you are, but you also need to realize are you in a silo and you need to move and let other people notice you too? So just being really aware that intention of who you want to attract and the purpose behind why you're going after them. So, you know, we can just put content out for days, free, free content. And I'm always about give, 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 but mm -hmm. so many of us don't ask and we don't take, and we don't ask for the work. And so that's something I've really had to realize. It's like, I can't just keep giving it all away. I have to actually ask for the work and make sure that uh, I own my own value. That's been one of my lessons learned. First rule of business is asking for the business. And I like to put that out in front. So this is me doing it to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to teach you how to do that. So this is me doing it to you. <laughs> Modeling so can, it. Yeah. I really do like to model it for people. Um, what do you think about the other people brag? Like, how uh, effective is it when you have other people bragging on you as speakers? I'm thinking the best introduction is actually we put the client at the highest point on the totem pole. If a client introduces you to, say, another client or a speaker's bureau, huge, huge weight. Speaker, speakers can also help brag on you to clients and to speakers bureaus. That's another very helpful thing that can happen. How important is it? Do you think that you get other people to brag on you sometimes? Oh, that's at the pinnacle where you want it. But what I'm going to even add is another elevation to that. Mm. It's that we want people who don't even know us 
to be out there talking about our successes and talking about us. So brand brand ambassadors, they're out there talking about us. They haven't even actually met me, but they're out there saying, you know what, you need to go buy Lisa Bragg's book, Bragging Rights. And they're Uh out there now. And so that's the gold is like, how do you get more and more people to speak about you? It makes it so much easier to walk into situations because you're not cold. And so the more people that you can put out there and they're out there referring you, talking about you, that's beyond gold. Like that is just makes so many doors open for you. So that's at the pinnacle. But of course we want our clients to be referring us and also referring us back in to do more programs with that. And that's where I'm starting to have more successes. Come back in, come back in. Nice. Um, I remember once a coach uh, telling me at a, this was at a CAPS meeting. So that's the Canadian version of NSA, the the speakers associations, uh, saying, I've never seen anyone try so hard to be invisible in a room before. This is about 15, maybe even 20 years ago for me. And I didn't realize that I was hiding, but I was hiding. Because I was always, because I started my career as an agent for speakers, I was just always pushing them into the light. It was so easy for me to brag about them. So I would just push them into the forefront and I would stay behind in the shadows. Talk about the power of stepping into the light yourself. Yeah, it's, you know, it's so many of us can be, we are hidden gems and it's actually where most of us feel more comfortable is just helping shine a light on other people. We want other people to shine. And it's so easy for me to talk you up, Jane, and say how great you are and how valuable (laughs) your school is and all the things, right? But when it comes time for us to say, here's my value with the world, because the frustrating thing is when we're hidden gems and that invisibility cloak, it does become corrosive after a while because mediocre people are getting the work. And so, so many people say, well, it's not about me. It's not about me, but it is about you. What value do you bring to the world? And especially when that mediocre person is getting the client that you really did deserve. And so standing in your own power and letting, making your destiny, your destiny, having control, nobody cares about your future the way you care about your future. So there's no leader, there's no friend, there's no one in the world that cares about your future the way you do. And so we have to say, I can't be in the shadow. I have to be out there and talking about here's my value to the world and here's how I'm here to serve because so many people need you. That's where you're doing. So here's another mind flip. It's a disservice to be a hidden gem. You need to be telling people. And I just was at a financial services client event and a woman was there And she said, well, I'm just a helper. And it's like, well, and thankfully one of her friends stood up and said, Lisa, she's not just a helper. She is the right hand to everyone on the masthead of this place. And so it's well beyond that. But she's like, I've been so coded and thought and everything has been about how do I make sure that it's over to them? I write them everything. And then they, they say it but she dismisses herself as a helper. And I said, that's not a good place to be because the opportunities won't come to you. You won't get that promotion. Other people won't see your value unless you point it out to them and you'll stay in a helper position probably for far longer than what you want. And if you want to stay in your role, that's great too, but people still need to see your value, especially in this world that we're living in today. Yeah. Now, just because you are shining yourself, doesn't mean 
that you're not always going to shine light on others because we're not saying it's one or the other, right? Oh, no, 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 no. This book is definitely not a me, me, me book. That's the last thing I wanted to write. That would make me feel very, very uncomfortable because it's really about if I can shine, you know, and I don't want it to be a spotlight. That's the thing. Like spotlight's kind of the only word, but if I could have the daylight, I'd like put some major beams on different people, it'll come back to me. So the more I I shine on you, it comes back to me even Mm -hmm. more so than we realize. And people will, oh, that's very Pollyanna-esque, but you know, it's that abundance mindset that you need to Mm -hmm. have, especially when you're out doing the business that we do and not a scarcity mindset. So the more I can shine it on others. And so that's where in the book, there's to do, to consider, and to share. Like I purposely want you to be able to share elements of the book with other people and make sure that you're putting them in the spotlight. Cause then it also takes it off of the, look at me all the time, which we don't, most of us don't feel comfortable with. And if you love it, that is always your attention. Then you probably aren't the right fit for the book, but Mm. most of us need to say, Hey, look at me. I'm doing these awesome things. And, and I need to brag about my successes. Let's talk about that on social media. I have a a way of saying something that um, allows me to feel good about it. I'm not sure if everybody takes it the same way, but if I want to do a brag on social media, I always follow it up with how cool is that? And it seems to just minimize the fact that I went, da 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 something great happened to me. Uh, or I just did something. I just wrote my sixth book, whatever it might be. How cool is that? That's an old Joe Calloway technique. And um, I thought that that kind of like simmered down the feeling of a brag. How does one brag on social media without feeling icky? Well, I love that. How cool is that? That's something to add to the next level book for sure. Okay. <laughs> so as I think about my book, that's a good one because we're saying like, Hey, I realize this is something special. This is something like, like, wow. Okay. It's not just me out there, you know, banging the drums over and over again. It's me saying, how cool is that? And it also invites people to have a conversation with you. How cool is that? Right. And that's yes. like people then comment back and that's the engagement piece that we want. But if you're new to bragging and so bragging is talking about your successes with pride and pride is self-love and self-promotion. That's what carries your brags out into the world. So we have our successes that we want to tell people, but how mm-hmm. do we do it? And social media is one of the self-promotion tactics, but it's, I, my book is not about get on social media. That's okay. part of it. That's always, it depends on what you like to do. Yeah. Well, LinkedIn is only mentioned once and none of the other platforms, but okay. it's really, cause you know, I think social media is important. I'm all over it, but I think that it also is a barrier for a lot of people to think that they then have to become a social media maven and be on it all day and all night. Cause really your self-promotion tactics can be Are you showing up to your clubs? Are you showing up to your coach with the other people in the community, right? So I know you have communities of people. Are you showing up to them and making sure that they know about you? Because speakers refer speakers. Are you showing up to CAPS or are you showing up to, um, you know, the American version of that? Are you showing up and putting in your profile? Like that's part of self-promotion too. It could be also picking up the phone to that one person or sending that one person a DM. So a direct message. It's those simple things that can really make self-promotion and it's a lot less icky than all of a sudden I have to be a social media influencer 24 seven and show you, 
everything behind the scenes of my house. Like it's not that. So that's, right. that's one of the good things. And I forgot your question, which is, it's well, good to show that you're not perfect sometimes too. <laughs> the whole promotional thing. I think, I think a little technique. So speakers are on social media all the time. That's just the, the business that we're in. Most speakers are. Um, I think if you could start with something special just happened and I want you to celebrate it with me, that comes from a place that isn't just beating your chest. And I yeah. think that that is beautiful. There are speakers who are like, oh, I'm so sick of seeing so-and-so, you know, going to the airport or standing in a room with a thousand chairs in it or whatever. You know what? That's working for them. And it really is all about intention. Their intention is, hey, guess what? Today, I'm going to share with a thousand people something really, really special. And we're going to be talking about this. And that is their way of saying, celebrate that with me. It's all about intention behind it. And um, if you don't like it, don't do it for yourself. But, you know, I would say don't necessarily poo-poo it for other people. Yeah. Cause it's really, who's that person's audience? It's probably yeah. not you. And if you feel like you need to cut them down, that's part of the tall poppy syndrome where so many of us, we will see someone out there shining bright, doing great things. And then we'll cut them down. We'll say bad things about them. We'll, you know, think bad things about them, all that, like that goes out to the energy, but it's mm -hmm. like, why are we doing that? And it's because we often feel something inside ourselves. So, and if you, if you feel like you want to cut somebody down the tall poppy. So tall poppies, uh, farmers like to make sure that the uniform, and if anything is above that, they lob off the head. And so making sure <laughs> that the flowers are all the same. So it's a term that's been made. It was coined in Australia and it's yes. now international about why we do that. We do that to each other. We cut each other down. And so if somebody is doing that to you, or you feel like you're doing it to someone else, it's, it's on you, whoever it is that's thinking those thoughts, saying anything bad, what is it that's inside of you? That's making you feel jealous and less than whatever and less, less than because yeah. that's not what it's about and that person who's out there showing you that she's getting on that plane and I've had those too it's like oh him again <laughs> it's like yeah. because he's doing what I want to be doing and he's charging a lot more and so it's like okay so how can you reframe it so it's not yes that negativity and that you can use it. And also maybe you should befriend them to find out what's going on there and ask them some questions. Cause often they do want to tell you their secrets. So think about how you can befriend them. But again, they might be just thinking of all their posts for that one CEO who they really want to hire them and needs to see that level of you know, always on the planes or always, you know, traveling or making those really big gigs. So that's where, who is their audience? And it may not be you. Mm, I love that. And we talk about it in terms of the green monster. And I think there's a better question to ask, which is, well, what are they doing? That's one thing that I might take from that, that I could incorporate into my own business, not necessarily something from the stage, but something that they're doing in their marketing or whatever. There's something positive in there for you. If you just position it differently in your own brain, I don't think the green monster is going to help anybody because we talk a lot over here at the wealthy speaker school about how our thoughts equal our results. And so if your thoughts are coming at a place that the intention is not 
coming, it, it's coming from a place of jealousy or fear or scarcity or whatever it might be, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So we love to really talk about how all of our actions come from a positive place of confidence and calm confidence. And as you get better and better at bragging, at self-love, you're going to come at everything from the right perspective. Do you, don't you think? Absolutely. And again, it's not Pollyanna ask, it works. And then people will start, those people that you were once had the green monster about, they will start to see you as your peer. If you let go of that green monster and say, well, you know what, they really, I don't really think they're that much better than me, but there's, they're doing these things that are working. Mm. What can I incorporate that feels authentic to me? And then they might see you as a peer and then you'll realize, you know what, things are not always as they seem. And so you learn more tricks behind the scenes too by rethinking that enemy. Um, And I don't use military targets or like that kind of language too. I try to really reframe and use things that are much more in a positive light so that it's, um, it's more success building. People want to hear about your successes, by the way I did. So the international research I did, uh, 85% of people said that they are cheering for you when you brag and you're putting your successes out the, out in the world. I think it was, uh, 12% said they would ignore you boohoo <laughs> and 3% said they'd turn around and brag about themselves. So 85% of people want to hear your successes. And I think it's actually innate in us going way back that we wanted to hear success stories because that's how we survived. So when you see someone who's successful and they have the success that you want, go and ask them with the questions and find out. And I'm sure they're going to tell you some of the stories that they've had to get that success along the way. How did you, so I'm I'm taking a little sidebar before we close here, because I think people are going to be curious about how did you do your research? What was your mechanism for gathering that information? Those are some wonderful statistics. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting because I read in all the business periodicals how bad bragging and self-promotion is, especially for women. And it made me re- really curious about, well, why is it bad? And who's saying it's bad? And my background's TV news. I was a journalist for a long time in Canada. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, these studies say, these studies say, and I had a chance to ask, um, Adam Grant, who has written so many New York Times bestselling author uh, books, and he's he's everywhere. And so I had a chance to ask him because he's always said bragging violates modesty norms. And if you were that good, your work would speak for itself. And so during the pandemic, I had a chance to ask him in a in a Zoom call, you know, do you still stand by that, especially for women and indigenous women and, and women of color? And he said, yes, because the research says that it's so bad for women to brag and self-promote. And it may be curious because what do we change? Challenge accepted. (laughs) You know it. You know it, right? So I said, well, what is this research? Because he also said there's a, like he said, and then in another post, because he constantly posts that, that out there about bragging. And so he said this, all this research shows. So I'm like, thank you for giving me all this information for literature review. You know, so I did a literature review. So that means going through the research that's already out there and seeing what does my opinion, how does it, my opinion differ and how does my thinking differ with that? So that gave me a lot of content for my book about what my experiences, you know, my remarkable, unique, different experiences has shown me along the way that doesn't quite equate to that the research. And then I realized, which was even more telling, a lot of the research that has been done has been done only on American university students. And so these are young people who are 20, 21 years old in the US. And then 
these business periodicals are extrapolating that for the world. And when you are 20 and 21 years old, you don't want to stand out. You want to fit in. And so as we become older, we realize, yes, we need to fit in. It's not all about, you know, we are in teams. We do have to work with our clients, but yeah. we also need to stand out because then we also need to add in. So how do we then combine it all together? And so that's where I did the research. And then the, the technical part of it is, I formulated a series of questions based on my thinking and what I think the questions that people needed to have answered in the world. And then I put it out through, um, just, I did it simply because I looked at the cost of some of the other things, but I did it on a Google, um, a Google questionnaire and it went out into the world and I sent it to lots of different organizations that I've even been involved with. I've spoken in the past, just a, a whole wide range of people. And it ended up in so many countries and I had such an amazing response, but I had to keep amplifying it. And the research was quite revealing and it really helped to also open my own brain to my own biases and perspectives that I wouldn't have gone through before. And the stories were remarkable, just remarkable. It's been really such a great uh, resource and tool for me. There's so much information in there. There's like five books. <laughs> so here is our la our final point to wrap up, speakers. If you have expertise and if there's some knowledge out there that you don't agree with, then let's get researching and see what the truth is about how people really do feel. I love that you bucked the system. I love that you said, uh, challenge accepted. I do not buy what you just told me. And you went out and you did your own research and you were able to write a book called The Bragging Rights, which is a beautiful title, by the way. So tell everybody, A, where they can get the book and B, how they should connect with you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can get it everywhere online. It's, uh, of course, in Amazon and anywhere else. So your Barnes and Noble and in lots of bookstores worldwide. It's always great to see when the book is, you know, picked up in India or Australia or the UK, Canada, where we're both, we both live. So oh, good. Uh, in the US. And that's where I realized that there's lots of interest. It's a global issue for all of us. And then please find me. I'm heavily on LinkedIn. So it's Lisa Bragg with two Gs. And my website is also lisabragg.com. And on there, too, I have some freebies at the top for you. You can just come on in and get them. And yeah. um, hey, get, we need to sell in. those freebies. What, what's a freebie that a speaker might want? What, what would be the name of one that they want to go after? Yeah, one is, well, you probably have done this, but it's like a riff tool. So it's really trying to think about all the things that you can talk about. So if you're trying to find a new topic, if you're new, it's like take all the ideas and just take five minutes. And I have some prompts there and you just start to write them all down. Okay. So it helps you to really get your ideas flowing so that maybe okay. there's actually a book in it too. So it's like cool. some of those thinking, that thinking there to get you going. I also invite you to do the research, but it's still open. And a lot of people have found that the introspection, that thinking, that self-reflection time that it does, it doesn't have to take long, but it can take longer and you can give me longer feedback. And that where that's where people really found it was really helpful for them to realize their own bias and also how they can easily start to brag and self-promote. So those are two ways. So find me, on, find me on social media. I'd love to keep the conversation going. So good, Lisa. And if you think that your parents are the reason for 
the way that you feel about this. Probably it was their parents before them and their parents before them. So let's not blame anybody. Let's just make the adjustments now and get out there and start bragging on ourselves without feeling icky. Lisa Bragg, thank you so much for making time for us today. I know our audience will appreciate it. And hey, I'm going to brag on the school for a second because I don't do that enough. And my team is often saying, hey, maybe you should brag on us. Um, our school, the Wealthy Speaker School and Mastermind, we have people in there who in the mastermind for sure, and also in the school, who are doubling and tripling their businesses every year. If you haven't yet checked out the Wealthy Speaker School, please go over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com. Make sure you book a call with our concierge desk, and they will walk you through and make sure that it's a good fit for you. All right, that's me bragging. Uh, thank you again, Lisa Bragg. And with that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.